Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Kevin, what are you thankful for this month of November? Well, Rob, I'm thankful that we have so many great behind-the-curtain listeners and that so many of them financially support us so we can continue to capture the stories of Broadway's most legendary performers. And support my Hervé Villachez habit. Oh, God. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. Want to help us? Uh, I'm just kidding. Want to help us be even more thankful this November? Head over and head on over. I've had too much cranberry sauce. <laughs> head on over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for Behind the curtain broadway's living legends and set a monthly donation even a dollar a month helps us we are entirely self-funded so please help keep us on the air i feel like pbs it's like PB- I was your just contributions say- help us continue doing what we are doing here is a tote bag uh what are we doing this november rob why being thankful that we can interview legends eating stuffing and singing turkey lurkey time yes i know it's a christmas song but it's about turkey go lay down rob we are thankful for all of you and we'll be even more thankful if you you can head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. What do Jerry Zachs, Charlotte Ray, Wayne Salento, Donna McKechnie, Maury Yeston, Inga Swenson, Beth Fowler, John Weidman, Gretchen Weiler, Sandra Lee, Tom Jones, Tanya Pinkins, Mary Sow, Peter Gallagher, Joanna Gleason, Ernestine Jackson, Terrence McNally, Graziella Danielle, Walter Willison, Penny Fuller, Austin Pendleton, and Helen Gallagher, Kurt Peterson, Lucy Arnaz, Harvey Evans, Debbie Gravitt, Lonnie Price, Tony Walton, Susan Stroman, and Linda Lavin all have in common? They've all sat down with the incomparable hosts of Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Hi, I'm Robbie Roselle. This is the 200th episode, and today I'm back to interview the hosts, Robert W. Schneider and Kevin David Thomas. Wow. Jaw on floor. Wait, that, well, that is, first of all, that is so sweet. I didn't Thank know what they you, had Robbie. in common. Just, just you guys. Truly nothing. Peter. I, I thought, man, I want to meet these That's people. I want to meet these people. <laughs> I really was. I was like, gosh. They, it was you guys. Kevin only knew. They all had a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity at the Hojo's. Oh, there it is. Already. <laughs> there we are. Bob is back Bob, in the building. He's He'll back. He'll be making appearances <laughs> all podcast long. 200 episodes. 200. I can't even. I can't even. The last time we did this. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm on this podcast a lot. Uh, it's me and Leroy Reams you and Richard Mulvey. And Richard Mulvey <laughs> Jr. We haven't had him in a while, but yeah, he That's made up fine. for lost time. Truly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but And Leroy does the stroll of death every year. He, and and I so celebrate you. Thank you. In the living, because uh, the last time we did this was December 2017, your 100th episode. Oh, my goodness. I know. That's two full years uh, since the last time we talked about this. Wow. Now, listen, guys, I'm not going to do the uh, how did you meet each other because that's on the 100th episode. It is. Put it in the show notes. Go back and listen. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let's take a stroll down memory lane 2.0 okay. for oh. the new, the, 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 like, the 100 to 200. Mm. Are you guys ready? Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. First, before we begin, though, can we say we're so grateful that you're, you're, you've agreed to come and host yes. this Listen, for us. I will come get on a microphone with you guys any day of the week because you make me smile. You hosted and traveled at the same time. I don't like to brag. Grindr is a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thrilled to be back and to talk to you guys because... So much has happened in the past two years, so let's talk about all of it. Yes. Let's talk, first of all, uh, let's just do a, a, like a round robin of favorites. So, Kevin, who yeah. is your favorite guest of the last 100? I, you know, the, 
there have been so many wonderful people. Thank I, you. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a Tony I, the ones that, there are two or three that really stick in my mind uh, that I really remember. Uh, one of them is definitely Susan Stroman. I think that her history is really special. Mm-hmm. I think she said so many great things, and it, it her, it's the people whose passion is so palpable. You know that they they do this for a living, but they also seem like fans or, or lovers of it the way that we are. Um, and she was that. And the other one is when we skyped Peter Gallagher and we had, had him. I thought he was. So fun and interesting. I thought that he really loves theater, and he's oh, yeah. since still like tweets us, and he's like, you know, he was really old eyebrows cared. himself. Yeah, loved <laughs> yeah. it. And he yeah. woke up like at six, seven in the morning to have our chat because we, so we were on. We were on. Yeah, so there, I said it. But yep. the one that I really I had the I was the most tickled with the entire time was uh, Graziella Deno. I thought she's just her energy was so high, and mm-hmm. she's so thrilling, and she's connected with so many people in the business that it was fun to hear her vantage point of you know how she got where she got. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Those were all excellent, yeah. excellent interviews. Yeah. Rob Schneider, same question. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, don't even know, know what this is. <laughs> I was told there was free bacon. There's not actually. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm trying to think are some of our some of my favorites. Yeah. Jerry Zach's was a big one. Oh, yeah, that one. was a great. Oh, interview. thanks. He was a he was mm-hmm. a big one because I've just looked up to him for so long. Yeah. And when we first started the podcast, we had made a list. I think uh, 25 people that I really want to interview and 25 people that Kevin wanted to interview. And he was at like the top of my list. How yeah. does that list just keep evolving as time goes on and you cross people off? Oh yeah, actually, I was yeah. looking at it yesterday. We've been really really lucky. I think out of the 50 combined that was on the first list, I think maybe there's. Like like 10 or so that yeah. we still want. I mm-hmm. think a couple, unfortunately, like John McMartin was on the list. Right. Unfortunately, he passed away. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hal Prince passed away. Yeah. Uh, but there are some that are still on that list that w- w- are interested in talking to us, like Cheetah Rivera. Mm-hmm. She's very one. busy. She's ve- She is booked and blessed. She, Cheetah works more is. than Seriously. I ever have. Well, like her, Sheldon Harnick and John Kander have all been like, absolutely. I mean, let me find mm-hmm. it in my schedule. And I'm like, how are you yeah. in your 80s and 90s? John's still sitting at a piano writing, writing, it's, writing. It's, God yeah. bless yeah. him. Um, so Jerry Zaks was a big one yeah. for me. Another big one for me, I think, was J- Casey Nicola because uh, that was a great interview too. Thanks. Yeah, uh, he was he was but lovely, but he t- thank you. <laughs> What's interesting, it, like you guys keep bringing up the people who were performers who transitioned uh, away from that into directing or choreographing or both. Uh, that's really int- like Jerry Zaks was an mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. Right. Uh, right, right, right. You said Graziella Danielle, right. who again Thanks, and Sue yeah. Stroman. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what what I loved about Casey. Nicholas was he told a story about how he was about to give up in the arts entirely um, and uh, he got a call an audition for crazy for you mm. and the woman uh, he was in Chicago you can listen to the episode but this is a recap yeah. he was yeah. in Chicago he got the, the city not the musical Hacha <laughs> whoopee Cheers. <laughs> I'll get it. Not nope. guilty. I'll, get, let, look, I'll look out. Graziella, please. Um, <laughs> look, we'll get back to your interview in a second. <laughs> so um, quick. Roxy Red Tights is outside being Roxy like, Red Tights. <laughs> wearing, like, wearing a pie hat. Just because pie the Weissers combined them all into one. They're just waitress and they're, li- they're just Dick Van Dyke <laughs> at the We're top. talking about the, uh, the, lovely, the lovely Luffy. ladies in uh, Times Square mine. giving you the uh, pamphlet to see <laughs> their show. I kind of wanted, when Beyonce did the Super Bowl the one mm-hmm. year, I was like, now would be a perfect time for a Roxy Red Tights to just hand her a flyer halfway through. In oh, 
principal oh, yeah. or whatever she I, was singing. Yeah. I would have shot. Sorry. Yes. No, I would have okay. Oh, so anyway, so the, the story. Your so glasses are on top of your head like Hal Prince. I'm, oh, it is. I'm honoring He's, Hal yep. Thank God. Um, was that he was in Chicago, this city. He had no money. He had no money on a credit mm-hmm. card. They were like, you have to get on this plane to, to come audition for us or, or you're not going to, we're not going to consider you anymore. He went to the airport. Card got declined. He told the, the steward, the um, the flight, att- the clerk, what do you call it? The, the, the t- ticket agent. Ticket agent. Yeah. Listen, I'm, you know, this is my big Broadway shot. I don't know what to do. And she was like, give me the card again. And she mimed scanning it. And she's like, oh, wow. It went through and gave him a free ticket. And that's, that was, come on. Like stories like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to know that this man who, who's had like four or five shows running on Broadway simultaneously with a ton of Tony Awards might not have had a career if it wasn't for the generosity of a random stranger. And another one for me that was very special, and unfortunately Kevin joined us for a little bit, but we I was in L.A. and I got to interview Carol Cook. Oh, yeah. was in her 90s, right after she, like... Threatened to to go after Donald Trump, right. and she was she was just a hoot. Yeah, that she, she was, was one of those. We love the ones that we just like sit, ask one question maybe, and then they just hit record go and yeah, they'll yeah, yeah. monologue. Oh, yeah, we and love it's it. Just incredible. I also love the ones where we get go to their homes. Yes, like going to Tony Walton's like his apartment, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing apartment, you Oscars know. and Emmys. Yes, and, like, and do you seeing the actual Helen Gallagher's you know awards and you know it's just I love going to. Their, We're honored their when homes. they bring us into yeah. their home. That's that's a that's a big Those deal really for sure. And it's, it's always a pinch me moment. I'm, maybe you feel oh, the same definitely. way, which is you know, because when you're like this, you know, at least for me, like this little chubby gay kid in California, same. and you're like, and you're like pouring the gay one, yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> um, and you're you know you're pouring over like your theater worlds and your your what's the magazine? show music magazine, show music magazine, magazine. in theater day. with, with yep. your less yeah. CD in the back and <laughs> theater week, theater week, <laughs> you get theater week. Yep, right. Um, R.I.P. We're pouring one out for all of them. Reissue. I can't get the fuck. Out uh, and you think and you think oh my god like I would just love to see this person live on stage and then to go from live on stage to in your their home yeah. to they're now a friend talking yeah. to you it's yeah so, I was saying maybe I told you this story it was so surreal like I was one I was like walking down the street recently and I was listening to Larger Than Life from my favorite year of course it's one of my favorite show tunes and as I'm listening to it Evan Pappas sent me a text oh so you're kind of wow. just like. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, there it's, we it's, are. It's a lot yes. of yes. We're all we all work in the same field, and they're all colleagues. But it's still there's always that little pinch me. Sure. Of, oh my God, what is my life? Yeah. Truly, I feel yeah. that same way and all the time. I was going to so, say yeah. you. You must. Hundred percent. Yeah. All the time. Uh, I just wrapped uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell's album, and the oh, fact yeah. that like three weeks ago this man didn't know I existed, and now sends me very lengthy texts <laughs> um, because he's uh, well spoken and it's um lengthy mm-hmm. uh he he likes to drive a point um <laughs> in the nicest way truly he's the kindest yeah. kindest person but like i got a nine page e- uh nine page nine paragraph email about an ad the other day oh uh-huh um that was just so lovely but also i like stokes what what are you saying Did you just <laughs> hit the point Hit the joke and leave. Great. Um, is it, that's surreal to me? Yeah, every is. day. So yeah, that good. doesn't go away. But you guys kept bringing up multi hyphenates, and that's really because you guys are both multi hyphenates in what you do in the world. I think we all are the arts. You know, you, I mean, we, we kind of all have to jerk. Be. <laughs> what hyphen, I'm an asshole hyphen jerk. That's correct. <laughs> that's correct. No, you're not, Rob. No, but yeah, you have to be now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be. I don't think you can just be one single thing nowadays. Yeah. You have to have 90 mm-hmm. different hats. Yeah. Well, I'm only a dancer. So. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <a> dan- <laughs> As we're talking about favorites, mm-hmm. what is a favorite story that did not make it to air? Rob Schneider. Oh, a favorite story yes. that didn't make it to yeah. air? What is something that you're like... 
do you, and you don't have to name the person, but what was cut? <laughs> I, He's laughing so hard. Basically, the entire John Simon interview. Oh, I mean, like the yeah, whole thing was so. <laughs> it was so. Let's not name John Simon well, <laughs> at forty-two Elmhurst. He, <laughs> it was sometimes so racist uh-huh. and like uh, dark and. Uh, but that so, was that was, was when we so struggled defiant, with. and we because we 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 have a really good time now. We've done so many of these two hundred of them, and 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 not to mention the other two hundred times that we just are with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. We posted so, about four hundred episodes at yeah. that point. But so we get we have a routine, but it every once in a while we hit somebody that is just it is rough. And and sometimes when we talk to them, they are lovely people. I'm thinking of uh, uh, the director of Grease 2. Uh, and, 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 and we get like we just get like one word answers and then yep. the, we turn off the microphone and all of a sudden it's like Oh, she told oh, us the most amazing stories. And yeah. we think, whoa, 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 how come you waited till now? She told us some really, really good stories about working on um, the first Pet Birch, yeah. working on the first Wives Club. And oh, yeah. You know that last scene where the women are like, dancing down the street? Yeah. That apparently. Sorry, that was on pitch. No, was one, one, of the woman, one of the women uh, could not get the choreography down. Mm-hmm. So one of the other women yelled and screamed at her. And the other actress burst into tears. And the other actress was like, well, when you're ready, I'll be in my trailer. Wow. And Poor that, Diane Keaton. And. <laughs> And Pat Birch uh-huh. went into Bent Midler's. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, to the lawyers, and went into her trailer and was like, "Mark Sandroff." She goes, "Who?" She goes, "You and knock Mark- this attitude off right now." She goes, "I knew you when you were just singing at a bathhouse. Don't pull this shit." <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. She's that's, not wrong. Now that's the story from Pat Birch. Sure, yes, why not? Try, but no, that was the one of the hard things for us, I think, and it's it's something that we debate all the time, which is, is you know, we're trying to preserve a history mm-hmm. of perspectives and ideas. Is, sure. And the question, and so the future generations can listen to it and go, oh, that's interesting. Right. What's really hard is now, especially in today's current climate, which is if somebody, one of those guests says something, because we, John Simon would have been a perfect example of sure. this. He said a couple of things that you were like, that really doesn't fly it's not in 2019. Sure. Yeah. I don't even know. I if mean, it let's flew not forget like when Inga Swenson called Audra McDonald. Uh, oh yeah, that lovely black lady. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. If right. it's if it's in the vein it's of like time. An, attempt, an attempt at, mm-hmm. uh, like she's complimenting Audra sure. McDonald. Her vocabulary might not be like yeah. the best. Right. But there's a compliment there. When we had when we've had people on like. John Simon is an example. <laughs> we asked him, I won't tell you the story because it was like horrendous. We sure. I asked him, I said, was there ever anything in one of your reviews that your editor was like, you need to cut because it's so offensive? And he told us <laughs> Good something. question. And I was like, my jaw was on the floor. And what really my jaw was on the floor was he didn't seem to have any problem with what he had said. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't sure. like a, oh, yes. shit, I shouldn't have said that. Right. He just told us this thing that was so incredibly horrendous. I was like... Oh boy! So what's what's hard is is keeping that material because you want future generations to mm-hmm. know. Listen, this is where you came. Yes. from. Do you know right, what I mean? Right. And this is what he was. This is what every when, when you read about right. him in a book, and now you can hear about him. This but is what I he also, was like. But that's hard because in this day and age, which is I think people would it would automatically be something we would be. Oh, you'd be canceled. We, we right. would be canceled. Uh-huh. He would be can. We would be canceled for putting it on the air. Right. He would be canceled for saying it, and that's 
that's not the point of what we're trying to do. So it's a very sure. hard line to walk. Uh, I'm, Sometimes, yeah. Thin line. Depending well, I, on who it is. I mean, the big thing for us is usually like somebody will be like, oh, yeah, and then, you know, blah, 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 screwed, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or blah, blah, or, blah, gave blah, 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 herpes. Or, and you're, no, yes. seriously. No, 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 really. Or or a famous movie star from the Golden Age who's, you know, they've said the movie studio may have may or may not have gone after her husband and murdered, you know, like oh, yeah. stuff like that. Or, or you um, know that she killed blah, 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 but they covered it. And you're like, oh, oh geez. Like, that's boy. pretty I'd wild. love that you just did a full Lucy. Oh. <laughs> that's that's old Lucy. Yeah. Or we've had Damn. we've had uh, we had one guest who has you know a couple shows running on Broadway, and so because they're so active in the business, a lot of times you'd mm-hmm. ask them a question maybe about a flop or, or show that they sure. worked on, and they'd be like, oh yeah, no, it was great. Put a hand over mic as if to say off the record and say, I'll tell you about that really. You know, yeah, we, we'll, yeah, yeah. we would get the real story later because their reputation is such that they sure. can't talk about. Yeah. So the, how do you suss out interviews when people? I don't want to name names, Charlotte Ray. Uh, give you one word answers. Hey. <laughs> Pat Birch. Yeah. How you like doing little Abner? Remember? Hated it. <laughs> she did really she did. Like three penny opera, my God. Wow, Everybody was yeah. in it. Hate them, hate <laughs> them all. Or Pat Birch, we're like, and you Greece must have been mm-hmm. really something. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I was there. How do you I did so it. how do you get forty five minutes that are Interesting. I th- oh, sorry. No, you go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, sometimes there, there's like a warm up period because sure. they're all. We learned that a lot of times they are nervous sometimes to sit down and talk about themselves for so long. So it takes sometimes ten or fifteen minutes to like really get them loosened up, and then we can kind of circle back and go after some things. But I find we uh, my technique is I, I ask more detailed questions about people, like a name will, will jog a memory. Same thing when like you have a set, you have a, le- a legend who has like their set stories, mm-hmm. which have all been written about. We've already heard yep. all of them before. We all so watch cars. I want to get like yeah. another angle at it. So a lot of times bringing up a show or a person or a memory that's a little more specific. Some Sometimes jogs the memory. Sometimes it does. And I think sometimes to make them more comfortable, you have to go where they want to go first. Yes. And know it'll be edited out. Like, for example, I'm trying to think of, I I had somebody in my, oh, like, well, Pat Birch was an example of this. She wasn't, she didn't really like talking about the shows she had done. But when you started talking about, like, on camera, oh, my baby's here. (laughs) It's Kevin. uh, Kevin? Uh, Oh, God. Daddy! (laughs) Um... Uh, the baby is crying outside. Is that, that's not really. You didn't leave your kid outside. Did oh no! You? Oh no! No no! Stop! My baby doesn't sound like that. In. Uh, Can't you feel the, the change begin? Thank you, Richard Malpe gets conjured up. She liked talking about movies, so I was like, okay, so let's just let's just fucking talk about movies. Yeah, and we'll cut it out, but at least it warmed her up. Because she's talking about something she liked, and right. then we could like sort of sneak back in with what we wanted to do. Is there an interview where a couple days later you go, oh, "I wish I had asked"? Yes. Oh, all the time. Yes, all the time. Sure. If you could ask uh, one of the last hundred guests a uh, question, what would that question be? I would ask Charlotte Ray, "Why are you so unhappy? <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 What have I done?" Charlotte, what do you think of the facts of life? Hey. Uh, what do you think of the girls? Hate them all. Tootie. Hate her. Natalie. Hate her. <laughs> Joe. Hate her. Why? Really? Oh, gay shit. I fucked it up. <laughs> oh, my God. You're killing me. Uh-huh. Hate them all. <laughs> you know, they're doing a Lifetime Christmas movie and they didn't ask me. Well, you're dead. So, what are you, my agent? <laughs> 
10% of nothing is nothing or a cut song from Chicago. Oh my God. <laughs> I like it. Niche and specific. Oh God, I like my sex life. <laughs> oh boy. It's so hard to are think. You li- you're, I'm looking at the list of names to see if yeah. anything. Jo- you know, there are a couple people that I regret that I, I wish that we had just came at the interview at a better angle. Oh, sometimes, yeah. like Lipsinka, I wish that we had it done because he did not want to talk about his upbringing. And I just wish that we had kind of, I, I don't feel like we nailed that one. Mm-hmm. So in hindsight, I was like, oh, I wish I, maybe we should have talked more about this or asked more about. But as far as like actual uh, information that we I wanted to get, I, w- I wanted to Ethan Morden. I wanted to talk to him more about his research. He refused to talk about his research because oh. oh. that was boring. And, and that, yet, yeah. that to me, as, a, as as someone who grew up reading his books, I wanted to know his process. So I, he didn't want to talk about how because he, he says we this is boring told. and it's not. You are not to ask him about it. And, and he, he, we were very, we were, there was very. The, that yeah. means he doesn't want to talk about Ken Mandelbaum giving him. Oh, stop legs. it! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to get Ken on the show. Ken, Ken, I really want on. The oh show. yeah, yeah. Ken would be a, great. That's, a, that's on the list. Yeah. He'd be yeah, an yeah. ideal guest. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I yeah, mm. I, I wish we had had more, t- more time. I think is a big one. Sometimes the legends are have done so like, much that we can't even sure. get to everything they've done. Like you go into Tony Walton's. Yes, uh, Tony. First of all, that was Tony, that was one that I and, wish we had more. Tony's got a more great detail. storyteller. Yeah, but like you could like go into any like room in Tony's house and like point to a sketch yep. Yep. and be like, "Tell me about this original set for Chicago." And thirty minutes later, he's like, "And that's what that sketch means." So I feel yeah. like he's somebody I would love to. Have the, yes, to I agree with you wholeheartedly. For much on longer, that. he yeah. was lovely, very charming, so nice. And I did. I would love to interview Mary Stout again just oh. to get more salsa because <laughs> Mary brought us. She salsa did bring us. And a lot of our. What I love is a lot of our listeners bring us gifts. Yes. a lot of our uh, guests bring and us listeners. gifts yeah. when they come into the room. I brought pie. God bless him, Dan Fortune. Every time he yep. brings a client in. Yes, here's the CD. Such a good stack of CDs. He's another one that's been so incredibly Mm -hmm. helpful. He's Dan has been brilliant at getting us a lot of people we wanted from the beginning, but couldn't get. Like Tanya Pinkins is like was on the top of our list. Yeah, was like no way. And God bless him. Dan made that happen. Dan, I've known him for 20 years uh, since Finsworth Alley. Because he a, was his, a PR his, person, a PR person. Yeah, 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 just uh, listeners know Press who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's he promotes and helps uh, artists and their work. Yeah, he's exceptional. Yeah. and he works with a lot with the Green Room Forty Two. Yeah, so as those fabulous. Uh, performers come through. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice way to make that happen. Yes. Speaking of how the sausage gets made, uh, because we were talking about Ethan Morton, right? Uh, how what how does this podcast happen? Like we sit in a room and we you know jibber jabber into the microphone and make Kevin laugh a <laughs> <Yep>. lot. Um, <laughs> but what happens after? Do you have a team who uh, handles the editing and stuff like that? Yes, we do. We're very we're very very lucky. So Kevin and I do most of the like the grunt work, uh-huh. which is like. Get the guest. You do the grunt work. Let's be honest here. I Rob does. Nice. I know. Uh, Rob does like everything. <laughs> I'm kidding, honestly, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no, I'm he totally does. Kidding. I'm totally. Kidding. No, he he does. He 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 reaches out to the guests uh, and he he messages out all of them and he he. Call, it's amazing all the work you do. I just want to say get, you get once here. and for all that you always do. You do so much work and I thank you for that. You write all the introductions, all those intros you hear. That's not me. That's Rob. Every single time I get a little email and it's all the introductions for the day, and they're really good. Kevin and I thank does you, a really Rob. Good job at bringing in the guests like ahead of time and like charming them while I'm setting up. Kevin Kevin does his spiel. <laughs> I am, Rob I am is the, I'm the people wiping a tear sometimes. away right if you're now. an older gay man, don't you, Kevin, will entertain <laughs> no, you for days and days and days. <laughs> can I? Oh, uh, yeah, that's how it happens. I, Leonard Soloway? You Rob, came. he came 
well, he wanted to, 20 minutes early. <laughs> he got here 20. This oh, is a, a very sweet 92-year-old man. And he got here nine, uh, uh, 20 minutes early, and Rob was you know, uh, running on time. Sure. So I uh, was with him for 20 minutes in a room, but he it was, <laughs> he was very friendly. <laughs> Had a good time, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say so. Hashtag the gay one. Exactly. Oh, so you're in a book, Kevin. I'm in. Uh, so I come to find out that I'm in uh, Stritch's most recent biography, uh, where she recounts the story of how they were. She gave nicknames to people because she didn't memorize our names, but she memorized <laughs> what we did in the show. <laughs> I had actually had two nicknames because my I have an album of Goldilocks signed by her, yeah. and it says to Kevin in parentheses Later's understudy, <laughs> <laughs> and, and because she called me Later's understudy, and uh, in, uh, is recounted in the book uh, the gay one. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm not gay, but no. she thought I was, and why not? That was funny, and well, you gave her Goldilocks a sign. Well, to we be used fair. to sing it backstage, yeah. so it is a little. I made her a mixed book. I made her a mixed CD with like Karen Morrow singing "I Had a Ball," and she was like, "Who is this? This is great!" And I was like, "It's Karen Morrow, Stritch." And she was like, yeah. "Oh, I knew her." <laughs> like she didn't. Guess even what know the gay one bought me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess I can understand why. <laughs> so you, so a, you yeah, do so the grunt we, work. So we do that. We do all the grunt work, mm-hmm. and yes. then. The, actually, because this is this is just hard. Uh, we have a great guy named Daniel Schwartzberg, who's this UMich grad who reached out to us and was like, "I love the podcast. I'd love to meet you in the city." And so met up with him, and he was like, "You know, I'm into editing. If you need somebody to edit the podcast, oh, bless him." And I'm like, "You know, there's like no money here. We can give you a little nothing." He goes, "No, no, I'll do it." So he edits every single one of the episodes, and when I mean edit, he will sit in and go. I'm cutting this. I'm rearranging that. I'm doing this. I'm boosting. If he, if if to be it's work because I did it for the first year yeah, yeah. and and I because that's yeah. what I used to do mm-hmm. and then I was so happy not to have to do it yeah, anymore. If, if I'm going to be thank you so much. If Daniel wasn't Daniel. around, we probably would have to have to stop this. I think. Shout out to Daniel. Or found ways to like go and like you know how sure. most podcasts do where we stop for a little season or we you mm-hmm. know but we oh like condense against yeah. our gun. and then we have a wonderful because I am like allergic to social media. Same. I am just <laughs> I am I'm just bad. <laughs> at it. You're a genius at it. Oh. You're like a fucking genius yeah. at yeah. it. Well, like, like once should... 54 cancels me, I'm getting rid of it all. <laughs> like, you should honestly teach a class on, on how to do yeah. social media in the arts. So, there's a... And then we have a wonderful social media director named Bethany Anselecki who reached out to us mm-hmm. that was like, I would love to do social media for you guys. And it was like, same thing. There's really not a lot of money here. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. Can we make... No. This... We, we will reiterate, we don't make a cent off of this. God sure. bless we have Patreon. Yeah. And the Patreon literally goes to pay for... Everything that we do, you know what I mean. The like, equipment, so, the so you know. guys, go hit that Patreon. Oh, yeah. Add a little more, and we are. And we, we do are, thank you, uh, it, those who do. Oh my support God, us we are so Patreon. great. That that's so an, kind if, of you. If we didn't have the Patreon, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do this either. Absolutely and so, not. And God yeah. bless uh, Shetler Studios, because yeah. Shetler, after we've been here for two years, I was like, right in the heart, right in the heart of it. They give they give us free space, and I mean, we're we're very 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 lucky. So yes, we have a wonderful. It's a, a big team. team. Yeah. I would consider Shetler on the team. Yep. I would consider you know, Dan, Daniel, oh and, and Bethany are totally Definitely. on the team. And she's wonderful. The oh. stuff that she's done on social media, I yeah. think, has, has... She does really... She it's does really clips, elevated. All of that. It's all her. Really? I mean, oh, my God, yes. Because yeah. yeah. when we, we tried this at the beginning, and I'm like, I don't... 
I don't like what's a hat. I know what a hashtag is. What's the point? You of You know it? what a hash brown? And you're not. Is. You don't do really. Them? <laughs> you don't, and you don't really do Twitter. You do more Facebook than I do. I do more Twitter than you do. I, can't, I love Twitter. And I, you don't. Yeah, I know you don't love that. It's such an art. I think social media is such an art. Yeah. And it's an art that, for whatever reason, thank you, Stephen Schwartz. I just it's an, to be a fine waitress. <laughs> sing it, Rita Moreno on PBS. <laughs> I love that version. That by is the way. a good version. Barry actually. Boswick is the Mason. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> of course he is. It's a good one. As, yeah. Scatman Carruthers Lynn is loving Thinkpen, isn't Lynn Thinkpen? Lynn Thinkpen yeah. does cleaning women. Oh. Right? Yeah. She, Would, you that, uh, yeah. Would you call that a favorite thing? That working PBS thing? Yeah. Oh, I would. So I'm here we are. As, as we call that thing. in the biz a segue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I love a good segue. Well, I haven't done that Because yet. you've yeah, done 100. Uh, you've done now 200. Yeah. Favorite things. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. Now... Is there something that Rob has introduced to you that what is the your favorite thing that Rob introduced to you? Oh my god. Uh, well, most Anal. recently, I can't <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yes. <laughs> I can't believe you. Uh, I think. Good I, evening, Miss Stretch. Are you ready for tonight's performance? Yeah. Yeah. What did you get a gift today? Yeah, the gay one brought me. Here's love. <laughs> Stupid. You know he's not gay. Wrong. <laughs> I'm just screaming. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> sorry to your ears. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, uh, what was the question? I, uh, ha- is there a favorite thing oh. that that oh my he's god. introduced you I, to? I always write. The, I, uh, well, sometimes, like most recently, uh, yeah. the one that that we just did this past week. I mean, Rob was talking about it, and I was watching it on YouTube as he was discussing yeah. Celeste Holm, and I it was I was riveted because he was so right about how weird that performance. Now was. those lyrics exist. I did not know. No, that. I, yeah, yeah, I did. They're I, the encore. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Have you not seen Oklahoma? No, I've not. I've not. No, actually, I, he's not. Oklahoma was the one show last season I did not see. You know, it's still running. Uh, yes, yes, I need to get a ticket. It's, it's no, I'm not. I'm not not going because I don't want to. It's wow. just I haven't had time to. to. <sighs> Sorry about your busy um, life. <laughs> uh, I made time. As a jo- I know we joke about it, but the the, the Robert Goulet albums oh, I on. think are. And he just today yeah. Rob sent us this him singing uh, what I did for. <laughs> but I like it. Like yeah, he was like I I'm thought I, I thought I knew what I was going to listen to. It is. It's it's this. It's like when they did the Ethel Merman disco album. It's like this yeah. weird '70s orchestration. Damn, and him and just like crooning over there, just like. <laughs> What I did for love. Dan's gonna <laughs> drop in a clip right here. Oh, it's good. Kiss the day goodbye. The sweetness and the sorrow. Mm, we did what we had to do. <laughs> I've read Dan's <laughs> I, I, um, I think I, I, I am. I've read or watched every single thing that yeah. Rob has always has brought up I think I, I'm for the most part um, and I, I they're all and I what I sometimes do is I will read it or watch it and then go back and listen to it again because there's so much more context yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the nuance yeah exactly right what about you has he introduced oh, you to yeah. anything other yeah. than anal yeah, yeah. The, um, anything can happen on Halloween. Oh, I had, come on! I literally, I had no idea that it's existed. So good. At also, all. your Tim Curry impression is quite yeah, it's good. really good. <laughs> it's Kevin says like he doesn't do yeah. impressions. He does impressions. Turns out he does. Like, he's so modest. Oh, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. That has bet, anyone bet. seen my tambourine? It's so good. <laughs> he's doing this He pulls it. it out of nowhere. Why is he he's okay, so sorry. good? Don Black, what are you on, guys? <laughs> well, what is Don Black ever on? That's a great question. Yeah. Oh, boys. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the Bette Midler. 
uh, clams. Oh yeah, oh, she's oh, 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 out of a Old clam. red is yeah, that one. That's special. Them. I think you also introduced me to the share West Side Story. Yes, that was early. Wait, on, which I hadn't seen. You had never seen that? No, Mm-mm. I really hadn't. I Are love you even that a homosexual. No, no, it's, this is a lie. I'd he's like actually to... the straight one. Why hashtag? That's <laughs> <laughs> Brown Street. I'm being I'm being outed as a straight man. It's the reverse of red, white, and royal blue. Oh, that's such a good book. I'm reading it, it right now. It would be a now. great musical. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, have you read Red, White, and Royal Blue yet? No, it's is it? so good. I would call it uh, a, a, a YA gay novel, okay. but it's not YA. No, it's uh, very graphic. <laughs> truly. But it's about uh, uh, the president's son and the queen of England's son oh, um, hooking up. And nice. having this romance that neither of them are allowed to have. Oh. It's really good. Yeah, it's oh, wow. wonderful. Cool. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, um, it's fine. Well, I don't know what the question we was. I, had not, I hadn't seen a bunch of that stuff. Uh-huh. So, no. If Kevin, I mean, whenever Kevin recommends, if I'm not familiar with it, I'll yeah. order. What was, what was the other, Welcome to. The one that it's a Welcome to Whoop Whoop. Welcome to Whoop. Oh God, that's the film. one I haven't they, seen. They got permission from the the Rogers Hammerstein estate to do remakes those remixes, of those songs. They're yeah. really good too. Have you ever seen the movie though? Um, yes, it's the it's weirdest, insane weirdest thing. Yeah, it's so wackadoodle. Yeah. Now, because I went through a phase where there's that one the the actor. Uh, who um, is in Muriel's Wedding and yeah, all, like no. all those Aussie Tony films? Tony Collette. No, no, no. no. no the he, he's in Whoop Whoop. Oh, he guy. plays oh. the father of Tony Collette in Muriel's Wedding. He was more well known name of them, the Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was seeing like anything he was in, and uh, Welcome to Whoop Whoop is uh, Wackadoodle. But fascinating. Watch. I don't think it's on any streaming service. You cannot find it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, the album's not either. No, the album's really hard to find. I know, but I own it on CD. I love it, same. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, I, I climb it. every mountain Nailer. to a Junior Vasquez beat. <laughs> <It's like> so uh, <laughs> and speaking of uh, favorite things, during uh, favorite things this year, you introduced a mini series called "The Set Still Wet." Yes, we I know, did. and we should talk about this because I've had a lot of listeners be like, yeah. "Where is it?" I yeah. love those stories. Well, we, we it will come back at some point, listeners. We hope, but it's, I loved it. Sometimes I it's loved hard it too. to coordinate. No, we had a. I think it's a gr- really great idea, but like Kevin was saying, the issue is when you're interviewing a legend. Like, the, thank you so much. Like, thank you. Um, <laughs> happy Halloween. Sneeze. What becomes a legend most? Oh, what, what, high point that? coffee. Uh, oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> It's high point, asshole. <laughs> it's really the tone. And Leroy goes, I've never even heard of this. Guy. Look up Lauren McCall high point coffee. Oh, of yeah. course, I know. Yeah. Do you, have you ever had one yourself? What do you mean? Like, so your set still wet story. Oh, yeah, but I think we've talked about them. Did you? On the on the podcast. Listen, sure there's been, been so many of them. At certain points about like things that you were like, what are we doing? <laughs> I remember once I was in a yes. community theater production of MAME. Uh, yeah, I said it. Um, and Mame was seventy-five years old. Oh, could not do stairs. So, like every time. So Mame... you you did Mame with Leslie Uggams. <laughs> Arthur Lawrence <laughs> gonna sue me. me. <laughs> I don't think we've ever told that story. Oh, okay. Okay. So I allegedly. Saw, <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. I saw <laughs> Leslie Uggams do Gypsy. Oh, yeah, in Connecticut at the Connecticut mm. Rep. Oh, uh, nice. two weeks. Uh, it's like I a know, college it's campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she had just had both her knees replaced, so she was she couldn't really walk. She was more shuffling. Right. And uh, you know, there's that line that uh, so she made it a, like Chipsy's already two twenty. She made it two forty, just because she's trying to get from place to place. And <laughs> there's that line 
you know, the way that dame walked, she would have made a hell of a stripper in her day. Mm-hmm. And um, again, Leslie Uggams was not, uh, I would not call it walking. So she truly just sh- was shuffled past in the background and added like a sassy head bob to it just to give that. <laughs> and she was um, gently paraphrasing the script because, again, two weeks in Connecticut. Not a lot of time to rehearse. Right. And the Lawrence estate saw it and said that she had to restore the script as it was written. And she turned to them, looked them up and down, and said, Arthur Lawrence is going to sue me. Well, he's dead. And turned and shuffled away. That's the best story I've ever heard in God. Clearly, they have not seen the West Side Story yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to get them. That's gonna That'll get really em. get the estate going. Oh, so good. Uh, but so no, good. yes, our, yeah. our, our, our main was 73 years old, but Wowza. we had an actor in it who played mm. Ito the butler. Sure. This, this shows you how long ago this go. was. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, who was not appropriately cast. Of course. But it was always missing rehearsals. Mickey Rooney was playing. <laughs> <Ito>. <laughs> um, and they said to me, so what happened was they would sing It's Today. There's yep. a freeze on stage. Then a light downstage picks up Agnes and Patrick. And she's like, this must be the apartment. And then the, she knocks on the door. And then the lights come back up and Ito goes to the door and, sure. gets, and gets the door. They told me, well, we don't know if he's going to come. So um, after she knocks on the door, if you don't see Paul, the actor playing Ito, you go to the door and you play it. <laughs> no. So there would be some nights, yeah, where you were just like you were in your freeze. You'd have to like wait. Is he coming through the door? <laughs> okay. I'm Ito now. Oh, um, that's rich. God there. bless. What about Isn't you? That's a pair. Uh, that's a story you've never told on this pod. Oh, yeah. Because well, I would have remembered well, It's it. offensive because <laughs> it's I am not appropriate. It, it, was, well, a, it was a different Community time. theater, nothing's say, appropriate. This was in the early 90s. Yeah, no. Yeah, was, this, truly. I mean, please. Right. Uh, I, I think I may have told this uh, on the podcast, and thank goodness social media and cell phones didn't exist. When I was, I did Summerstock about almost 20 years ago uh, at Hope Summer Repertory Theater in Michigan, Holland, Michigan. Great. Right. The conservative camp. Capital in uh, <laughs> Michigan, uh, and we, but it was true rep, uh, where where every night was a different show, mm-hmm. uh, and we did a Wizard of Oz, and it was the director's brilliant idea to actually not have a yellow brick road, but she says, but two very very lucky actors are going to get to personify the yellow brick road. She I really made it story. seem like it was a very special thing to be the yellow brick sure. road. I was picked along with another a, a young lady, uh, Nicole. Thierry, um, and uh, we were the Yellow Brick Road personified, and what in, in that entailed was that I had yes, to wear a bright yellow spandex unitard uh, with a little checkered vest, and Is we would have to... we there would be photographic None evidence. whatsoever. There was not a single record of this, what? to my knowledge, that ever existed. I was I remember being under the stage, because there, there's no Yellow Brick Selecki, Road. We would literally, this. we would run out, we Bethany, would run sorry. out, and they'd be like, which way do we go? <laughs> we would point and smile. <laughs> and I remember being, and then I'm so excited to be in theater, and because I'm in college, and I'm 19, and I was underneath the stage waiting to make our entrance and with her, and I remember... Like hating, I, I was so afraid to go on stage in my yellow unitard. I mean, we're talking like to the to your ankles all the way up, like 
It was That's why Stretch called him the gay one. <laughs> and I, yeah, I was so embarrassed. I, I was so amazing. horrified. So that was that's that's just something that happened to me. But I don't have any great story. I didn't do a lot of theater in high school. I was very new to theater. So uh-huh. like, oh, I did a bunch. No, I only did like because I lived in a really small town. So we only it's had Elmira. It's Elmira, not that small. Elmira but Little Theater. Did you and do? Was, yeah, I did yeah. the Mark Twain drama. Remember uh-huh. that? And, yeah. And, and and the, did you? So do that was my first like thing. Ever. A high school musical. We did. We uh, we had one high school musical each year. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, after my sophomore year I, or before my sophomore year, I did this big professional show called the Mark Twain Drama. Yeah. And then I did a funny thing happened. We did the forum. Who were you? Hysterium. Yeah, you were. Yep. You are calm. Uh, you're calm. Yes. You're perfect. We did calm. Fiddler, and I was. You weren't hero. No, no, I was, I, I, I was so new. I didn't know anything about anything. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I directed did. myself as pseudolist. That's a Amazing. true story. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. I used to. Dire- that's why I got into directing I, to cast myself as leads. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. I love this that. was at the same I ended up theater. Like directing more than acting. This is at the same theater that Amazing. I talked about in the set. So what? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we couldn't find a pseudolist, and I was about to cast somebody else, and the board was. Uh, they were like, oh, "We think you should play this role." And I was like, yes, I am Barbara Streisand. I will direct myself. That's so, amazing. So we, high school Fiddler. So yeah, but that, uh, Fiddler we did. Uh, at my last year we did Grease. And I played Danny Zuko in that. And that was, that was like, no, it, it was a little. Rob's giving me like, oh, look at you. But as someone who was very much picked on and not very much, but uh, high school was okay. Once I did Danny Zuko, it was like you were the coolest person in school. It yeah. was insane. Did yeah. you, did it you was do so it with much Becky fun. Spiegelman's production of Grease? What was that story it was, again? It was called Rockin' at the Hop. Because they, <laughs> they didn't want to pay for royalties. By Del High. So she's remember she oh came, my God. she she came out she started with singing somewhere that's green nobody knows why you, did you hear this episode yes she I comes heard out, it she starts still. she starts singing somewhere that's green and catch me every time and she's like oh I have so many favorite memories of when I was younger like at my times in Rydell High and she threw off her house coat and the curtain flew up and they were in the high school. <laughs> It's called Rockin' at the Hub. I was wondering if that was the production. Oh, what was your was, high school musical? Yeah, what was? What'd you do? Oh fuck! Uh, uh, no, it was. I was so pissed. Our high school and the neighboring high school at the same time both got new multi-million dollar like oh, facilities, wow. and they were gorgeous. And it was very exciting because they were both opening at the same time. Newberry Park High School, which is not where I went, uh oh, was opening with Into the Woods. Ah. Whoa, Sarah Jean Ford. Oh, was the baker's wife? Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Um, That's not a tangent. We're wrapped. Nice. Thousand Oaks High School, uh-huh. where I attended. Yes, you fancy. Did. Decided to do the life and adventures of Nicholas, Nicholas Nickleby. Nickleby. All eight hours. Part one, because <laughs> the director ran out of time and couldn't get part two on its fucking feet. So they're over there singing their asses off and into the woods, and we're like, and then the consumption ain't Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so not a musical, like not, not a musical. Got me. Okay, not a musical. They were Newberry Park was always like we're doing into the woods, yeah. and then we're doing Pippin, and yeah. this was like late '90s when people, oh, you're doing is a magical corner of the sky. Yeah. This is great, and we're sitting over there. He made us fucking do. He made us do that. He made us do the importance of being earnest. Oh I have a story about that. If oh, I yeah? may, really, you may. No, no one's gonna stop you. So the importance. <laughs> of, <laughs> don't stop me now. Don't stop the, me now. now. I'm having an okay time. Um, <laughs> 
in the importance of being earnest, one of the acts takes place in a garden. And so we were able to get a local nursery to donate trees to us, like actual trees. We're oh, gonna put that on kind some, of nursery. Yeah, that kind of nursery. Sure. So I went, so they were like, Rob, go and get the, the trees from this guy. So I drove with my friend in, in his pickup truck, and we get down there. And there's a guy who looks like he hasn't showered in like 10 years, mm. grizzled. Mm. Like, Just say my name next the Say my name. <laughs> And so I'm like, hi, we know we're here to pick up the tree. And go, what are, you, what are you picking up the trees for? And I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to beat my queer ass. I'm like, it's a play. We're doing a play. Oh, yeah? What's it called? And I'm like, this guy is not going to mm-hmm. Oscar. Okay, here we go. It's called The Importance of Being Earnest. And he goes, I love that one. <laughs> and I go, oh, Rob. No. I'm like you. I literally had. I'm like, I know where this is headed. I was like, I was like, I feel so bad because I was like, here you are judging somebody just on the how they look. Shame on you. And I was like, I said, I love it too. And he goes, Yeah, I like the one. I like the one. I like the one where he saves Christmas. And I was like, Jim Farney, Ernie. Oh God, that's good. Oh, I forgot about that, Rob. Oh yeah, that's 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 a good one. Sorry. What about you? That's amazing. What did you do? And what did you do, Rob? The Wizard of Oz. Famously, we talked about it on my first episode here on Behind the Curtain. Yes. And then I was cast in Annie as Drake to work on my posture and change mm-hmm. school districts to go star in a show. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's story. right. <laughs> Changing schools. The man fucking left school. <laughs> oh my God, Went great. to the Rod Serling School of Performing Arts. Oh, what, and what, did you, what role did you play in uh, Rod Serling? Uh, no. no, no uh, I, the butler did it. Wow. And then I got my first uh, paid gig, which was uh, Inherit the Wind. Oh. I was I Howard in Inherit the Wind mm. at age like 13. Oh, the God. little kid, you know. Oh, he's yeah. like, God, that play yeah it was great good one. um anyway you guys have just uh, recently uh joined the broadway podcast network indeed so man. let's talk about the broadway podcast network for a second and how that all happened how that transpired because that's where you've been working towards all rob again no um i i had seen a picture of alana levine um with like and Alana does Little Known Facts, and she, I love her. Hi, I'm Alana Levine. Mm-hmm. Little Known Fact about my guest today. She once drank a Mountain Dew out of Christian Channel's slipper. <laughs> Welcome, Ben Platt, to the podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good impression. She's a genius. I love her so um, much. And it was her uh, low show, her key art, with all this other like podcast key art mm-hmm. of Broadway. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. what is this? So I looked, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, there's this network going out. I'm like, well, so I emailed Dory, Dory Bernstein, Dory Bernstein, and Alan Seals, who are running mm-hmm. the network. And I'm like, I said, this is a great idea. I said, I don't know if you're interested, but we have a show about Broadway, which nobody seems to listen to in the industry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm t- the only reason I'm saying is because once again this year, the- or, or the past two years, Playbill has posted. Ton, top ten theater podcasts you I should listen to. Don't know what to. we have to do to get on this list. And we're guys, four hundred episodes You're about not Broadway. Young. What? You're not young. I know. What? Yeah. Exactly. I just bleached my hair and learned to dab. I mean, I guess <laughs> we did just talk about Kwamina, so you know. No, listen, we totally understand. We, we get listen, it. We, 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 we're not. We're not bitter at all. No, no, no. We're really <laughs> no. No, just mostly. <laughs> 
No, because we we love what we do. Yeah. We, so it's we it's knew a moot point when we started this. We were never going to make money off of it, and it was going to be a niche audience. We knew that theater yes. is niche. You play it to me every week, exactly. And yeah. and and if it's going to be neat, proud to be your one listener. <laughs> Thank you. It's like that. I'd rather be nine, nine people's, people's favorite, favorite thing. I, you I know, always it's say that our hundred people. To me, the podcast is like this little coffee shop that, like, you you're walking down the street and you see this little coffee shop and you go, "What is this place?" And you go in and you go, "This is my new favorite coffee place." It doesn't advertise. It's not Starbucks. It's it's not on every corner. But they have great biscotti. But they have great biscotti. <laughs> I like that. That's a good That's, that's a good how I've always yeah. used. So no, I'm being I'm I'm just making fun of Playbill no, because I, but mm-hmm. but there was one epi- one show listed on there that had three episodes so we and they were like, It's amazing. I know, right? I'm like, what the fuck are Hello. we doing over here? That's all. But Anal. you but you did know we did we did notice that the the Broadway Podcast Network, you know, we, 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 you, we were like, Oh, we should this is something we should be a yeah. part of. So you did reach out to them and you sort yeah, of I said, Hey, out. you know, and so then they were and like God bless they were her. kind enough to say yes, come on. Yeah. And Dory and Allen have yeah. done First of all, I, this network, I think, BPN, is such a fantastic idea because one of the hard things about podcasts is there's not a centralized location if you're interested in a topic or a theme. Right. And I think one of the things that we've been dealing with is like, well, you have to – like you type in Broadway, maybe you'll find us, or you type in musicals, you may find sure. But it's also vice versa because there's all these other amazing podcasts out there that are also on the network, things like The Fabulous Invalid, uh, Broadway Wasted. All of that's always broad wasted. Oh, sorry, broad wasted. <laughs> yeah. My apologies. My Every ap- time you're Broadway wasted. <laughs> my apologies. I'm sorry. They're uh, going to kill you with a tequila bottle tonight. Oh my god. Oh, that's fine. What a, what a great way to <laughs> die. Way to die. <laughs> way to die. Um, stretchy. Stretchy. <laughs> Get the gay one. <laughs> He's just queering. <laughs> Like, give me my Fairnet shot. <laughs> Where's my insulin and copy of Goldilocks? <laughs> yes, yes, Elaine. Um, <laughs> you wrinkled my coattails. Um, um, uh, yeah, so anyway, so the Broadway Podcast Network is this fabulous thing. I think it's going to be a great place for everybody that loves theater to go listen. And the, and the topics are so diverse. The shows are so diverse. Mm-hmm. And that's the really cool thing, I think, about doing a podcast like this, which is I haven't found. There's no competition. No. And what I mean by that is everyone is supportive of each other. Everyone's They're very, helpful. They've they, created a network to meet up, too. Like we, we, to meet we, up? We've, we've mingled with these people. We've talked to them. I mean, it's it's pretty cool to meet other people that are, have the same like, passion. It's like, how do you do it? Yeah, exactly. And everyone offers yeah. something so different, even. Mm-hmm. Even like guests might appear on all these different shows. Sure. They're always a different topic or idea or thing. It's fabulous. Like Donna McCackney is doing the Rainbow Tour of podcasts. She, right really, now. Is. she really is. Yeah, she but really is. Smart. it's different every time mm-hmm. because every podcast comes from a different angle right. and uh, has a different sort, you know, um, tempo and rhythm. Exactly. And even if another podcast came out and it was called like Broadway Legends. Like, we would probably be listening to it because you're excited to hear. Very excited right. to host that. I'm announcing it now <laughs> on the Broadway Podcast Network. You bitch, you stole my idea. <laughs> Call my lawyer. Where's Sindroff? Hey, podcast listeners. Are you looking for a place to rehearse in New York City that is clean, spacious, and most importantly, affordable? Come check out Shetler Studios and Theaters, our wonderful host for these podcasts. Shetler is centrally located on West 54th Street between Broadway and 8th Avenue, 
Right in the heart of the theater district. Right in the heart. You'll find music, dance, and acting studios, complemented by two black box theaters and six presentation venues. The professional facilities, inspired environment, and expert industry staff combine to provide the New York artist with an unparalleled studio experience. Visit their website at shetlerstudios.com. That's S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com. Shetler Studios and Theaters is our home for recording the legends of Broadway, and we hope that you make it your artistic home, too. That's Shetler, S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com. See you here. In the past hundred episodes, you've also had major life changes. Yeah. Uh, You've both become parents this year. Kevin, you have an actual human Human child. Yeah. Little Crawford. So sweet and adorable. Thank you. And Rob, you are the proud father and gay uncle of J2 Spotlight Theater (laughs) Company. Yeah, yeah. A theater You're company. also the gay uncle of Crawford, so yes, you're like very, a double. I'm very honored. Yeah, I'm very honored. <laughs> I'm gonna buy him an alphabet book, but it's like all gay themed. A is for Audra. A is for anal. Oh. <laughs> B oh is for beads. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> C is for well, you don't need to know that word yet. <laughs> D oh is god. no, you should not know that one either. <laughs> so. Tell me, uh, tell me how fatherhood has changed the way you are approaching the pod, if if at all. Mm. It's funny. Uh, I almost embrace it more because it's. I I feel like right now the at least the last five months all I, I all I do is is work mm-hmm. and. Take be a father, which I love. Sure. I mean, I love both. But when I get to do the pod and when we get to do interviews, it's it's such a nice outlet to to have to fuel that passion to, to talk to these people that I love so much and talk about the the topic that I love so much. So yeah. it beca- I I almost enjoy it even more now because it's this outlet, this place that I get to go to and like get to you know be a kid again. Yeah. Um. So I, I've embraced it even more so. Yeah. yeah. I was not not worried at all, but I was like, oh, you were. I could sense no, it because no. you were like over it, the summer we kind of. Didn't take a break, but we were like, you know. Yeah, it wasn't worry like. I'm not saying that he floated the idea of me replacing. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> don't, don't don't show him the new key art yet. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was my my thing was I'm like he's probably gonna want to be a full time father and and put all of his energy sure. on a newborn child. Mm-hmm. So so I was like, well, you know, we'll make, and I was like, we'll make anything. I told him I said you we'll make say that. I said we'll make anything work. We can yeah. stop the show. We can go less. We can do it less. We can you do whatever you want. Like we can make this work. Oh, we any- knew it was going to be okay because Sutton's got a large family to babysit. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Remember when we used to record at. Her the grandparents at Ron's yes. grandfather's the, the, house. They, there's an empty apartment next door to them, and they had keys to it. And we would go in there and record. Yeah, there. Lonnie right. Ackerman came well, there. Lonnie yeah. Ackerman came down to China. Was it Chinatown? <laughs> Moss Street. No, Moss it's Street. Soho. Yeah, yeah Soho. Soho. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like, and not a, and not a concern. Like, I, I can't believe he's doing this. He had a baby with her. <laughs> 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 Nobody told me. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's she? <laughs> Son, my wife, you see, Laurel, where's my dress? No, I was. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin comes and he sees you wearing. (laughs) Rob was supposed to love me. (laughs) Only every hundred episodes do Um, I show up. Like Rigadoon. Yeah, no, 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 no. So I'm so happy Kevin was, was, I'm so happy that you still like. Oh, yeah. Doing this and you still love doing this because I was like, he's going to be exhausted. I thought oh, I was like, and I, I, I am yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, no, you look great. You look great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 
But I'm ha- I'm happy to know that it's a, a fun. It's a fun. It's a thing you still oh look my forward gosh, to. It's not definitely, a chore. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Because thanks day for thanks, Doctor Roselle, for our therapy. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> it's cheaper because health weeks are hard to come by. Talk to me about the J2 Spotlight Musical Theater Company. Yeah, so um, uh, musicals tonight, which was run by Mel Miller, a former guest of ours, uh, closed down after 20 years yeah. in operation. It was a fabulous theater company. Kevin did a show there, right? Primrose, the North American premiere. Wait, what was it called? Primrose by George Gershwin, and it was the North American premiere. Yeah, that's how they built it. Yeah, because it was done in England. Was it, it one of the princes? musicals? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Let's it, call Ethan Morton. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell you how I it found was, out, but yes. <laughs> it was definitely like a, a, a George Gershwin's, you know, thrown together songs. It was not like yeah. there's no Rhapsody in Blue in there. And if I, if you don't mind asking, how soon from leaving college did you be in the right. show? No, I, yeah, it was... Uh, Recast. Uh, t- two years. Two years. Yeah. So I was 21, 22. Yeah, so yeah. one of the things that Musicals Tonight did that was really brilliant was it gave an opportunity for new performers to the city, a place to actually perform in the city that you're choosing to be your new home as opposed to like, I'm going to go do a full show and I'm going to go off to Nebraska to do it or Seattle to do it. Sure. Um, and so when Mel... After Theater Works Tour. Theater Works Tour. <laughs> and everyone I did Get it with... Get in the car, Francis. And, uh, Horton, here's the who. Everyone that I did... Um, the, and all the young people that were in it with me, they all went on to do Broadway. I mean, yeah. like everyone mm-hmm. or became agents or whatever. Yeah. So it's Sorry. A, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. That's wow, like way to out Joe Mahota yeah. like that. <laughs> I like him. Um, so when Mel was like... And it was a very... It was a big surprise I don't think he had told anybody that he was mm-hmm. going to do it but at the 100th show he was like there's no season for next year because there is no season for next year and he just stopped and so I was so like, you well, saw a, a, a for lack of a better word a hole yeah. To fill. Yeah, I felt like there was this this, this void that yeah, needed void. to, to be. Equity Library for. Theater did it before yeah, musicals right. tonight. Uh-huh. That was there, there has so, been a legacy and historically. I was like, well, is there is there are do we already have, what was musicals tonight giving that like Encores wasn't giving? Or Mufti. Or Mufti wasn't mm-hmm. giving. And Encores and Mufti are both I mean, there's money, they're fabulous, and the the casts, they're names. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Those are names going in to do those things. Leah yes. Blackhurst and Panama Hattie. Oh, it was so good, by yeah. the way. It was so good. But like you're see it really was. And you saw like Panama Hattie and you saw like it, it, it's clear it's Stephen Bogardis or Leroy was in the the one before that uh, 50 million yeah, Frenchman yeah, and encores yeah. it's full orchestrations and full set so I was like well the big thing that's missing is a place for new performers to get a shot and so thank God there was a lovely guy named Jim Jamiro who's an expert on the American songbook who uh, goes around and builds foundations and organizations to promote the the progress of the American songbook to keep it alive. And when I approached him with this idea, he was like, yeah, let's make this happen. Um, and God bless him. He's a great guy. So, and your first season starts in Our first season January? is February. Yeah, February, February. 13th is mm-hmm. our first season. And we're starting with uh, Seesaw. 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 Which I love because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, such a fun, fun show. Um, and then No Strings. Sure. And then a class act. Love so class the, act. Yeah, me too. So those are going to be the, the, the first three. I love the, all of those. I Thanks. I cannot wait. I can't wait to sit Thank with you. Kevin every night. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to sit with Kevin and yes. watch. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Because I'm and offer only. So. I offer. Right. And, and Robbie designed the website ah. beautifully and brilliantly and did nice. all of our key art, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. It's not about um, me. It's about it, you. It's about the work. It's about Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Prom, folks. Oh, I guess that's right. And God bless him. I ran the season by Kevin before him being like, well, here's what is this show. What do you think of that show? Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed because one of the shows that was on the top of our list that we 
ended up not doing was Little Abner. Mm. And I'm hating it. Hating it. <laughs> but I'm hoping we can do it next year. Yeah. So Kevin can finally see Little Abner. Yes. Uh, yeah. You should cast him as Mammy Yoakum. You want to be Mammy Yoakum? Yeah. Sure. Can you? How's your Charlotte Ray? Hated it. Cast. <laughs> Any role you want, <laughs> truly. Take a role. <laughs> no, a <it'd> alley. <laughs> so this has been 200 episodes. What is your goal for the next 100 episodes? <laughs> to not run out of favorite things. Um, you know what? We always say that, but I'm always like, I oh, there's like, this. Oh, there's that. No, and oh, the, the kind listeners will tell us things yeah, that, or text, email us stuff. We have yeah, a group text yeah. that I love to yeah. send you shit. Thank you. On. We have great listeners because mm-hmm. they will they will tell us things we should be looking at yep. or correct us. We have we, five we, listeners and they're all great. <laughs> <laughs> we have more than that. Um, no, we have a fabulous yeah. group of listeners. Um, so our goals... Kevin, did you have the PowerPoint presentation ready to discuss what our goals are for next year? No, you know, that's actually, I mean. It's a good question. Cause what, what's our, I mean, we would love, we always love to have, you know, more listeners and more sponsorship. Sure. Um, I'm, are I'm, there guests that, like goal guests? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there are some, some people that we still, you know, we want to get in. Like, there's, like I said before, there are people that are like, yes, I would love to do it. Mm-hmm. Like Cheetah Rivera, Jane Krakowski, uh, Sheldon Harnick, John Kander. Right. That we're all like, yes, I'd love to do it. Let's figure out yeah. a time to make it work. But their schedules are busy. Sure. Um, what about you, Kev? Well, I was thinking, because uh, uh, at some point you think, oh, my gosh, are we going to run out of people? Or Because we have 200. But in many ways, having that many people has helped us get some of the next tier guests so sure. that we can yeah. really reach out yeah. and get, because we have this history of people. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I would like us to get at least a 500. Episodes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. I would like us to get to 500 sure. episodes. I, in an ideal world, we would have 365 weeks on the air, mm-hmm. so that like years and years from now, somebody could listen to an, one episode a day. Yeah, and then at, in, at the end of a year, have completed. I love that. The well, entire I mean, technically, collection. you have that because of the favorite things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would love like a yeah like. Now, a lot of podcasts are doing, like, live episodes. Have yeah. you ever... I want to so badly. The, I've, I've often thought of... I text... I, I often think to text Rob, like, ideas like that. Like, we should interview Do somebody. Do it at BroadwayCon. We should interview somebody on stage. We yeah. should, like, you know, a real big legend. This isn't an excuse because it sounds like a horrible excuse. We have so many... If this was the only thing we were doing, mm-hmm. I think we could make so many th- we would do a live show we would do theme shows we would do uh, a lot of people have said to us have you ever thought about taking the interviews and compiling them into a book um you know uh, there's a lot of things yeah, we would that's down the road yeah yeah there, there are a lot there's lots of things we would love to do but unfortunately it's like great we'll do we're going to do that in march mm-hmm. and then march comes around and well he's now doing a gig and i'm yeah. out of town for a gig well lord knows you live in massachusetts all summer long yeah i've we, never i've never been to massachusetts my entire life <laughs> well, yeah, they're like every summer no we, we have we have other it's yeah. this is a priority but we have other things sure that are, of course also a priority yeah, yeah. that it's because i listen to other podcasts like the bowery boys this history podcast like mm-hmm. they say that's all they do like, yeah they, all they do is do research good. on their i pod. directed their and, halloween and, thing and they're really yeah. good mm-hmm. and they're so researched but i think wow that would be awesome just to, like <laughs> we just do or, this or all, they got know. good friend patrick hines with with um true crime obsessed, true crime yeah. obsessed uh, right yeah who's yeah who also like has been who a, i saw a couple days ago and he was like girl you start a podcast and i was like there's a yeah. thousand of them i'm 
I'm happy to guest on every single one. What? Hey, whatever. I liked your podcast I idea. I did too. I didn't have anybody to edit it. I didn't have the time right. myself. And the editing takes a while. Yeah, it does. You know. It really does take. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because you know. your your podcast was was called my favorite show. My tune. favorite show tune. The idea being that I sit down with someone and say, you know, what is your favorite show tune? And we would talk about how it fit into the uh, world of the show, what kind of song it was, were there any random covers of it? Michelle Nicastro's uh, <laughs> Waiting for Life, for example. Um, should uh, So let's say Waiting for Life and how that's the I Want song of the show mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the way it fits into the world, like the sound of it right, and the if form of and it, yeah. were are the people to have written once on this island, like should they have written once on this island? Um, the idea was that, that we would start with something very specific and sort of spiral out into a bigger conversation. Because usually that's where the best conversations happen is when you ask a very specific yep. question that can spiral out. But um, it would require a lot of clips uh, and things like that. So, so you, just, would, you, you would be dropping the clips into yeah, it. So, uh-huh. people could, so yeah. like uh, demos. Uh, I did a oh, pilot wow. with Julia Murney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, that. And hers was Ain't No Party from Dreamgirls mm. uh, because she second acted it a lot because wow. one of the ushers was a stage door counselor who would let them in. <laughs> stage door manner. Stage door manner, yeah. yeah. And so um, we talked about... Uh, that song and the way it worked and Loretta Divine, uh, and then also like the live version of it and that spiraled into a conversation about live uh, recordings and how they're not always the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very like um, uh, of the moment, yeah, but uh, right. like they capture a very specific moment, but they 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 don't always sound fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sort of led her down the rabbit hole of bootlegs and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fascinating. Um, uh, we just the clips. Yep. So anyway, oh, I hope. Well, I hope <laughs> at some point that can come back to fruition. Listen, if I can find a human who wants to edit it, what's your favorite show tune? Yeah, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Uh, I would say it's yeah, it's like hard to pick one, but mm-hmm. I would say one of the top ones is they call the wind Mariah. Mm. I that, love. I think paint your wagon is one of my like favorite scores. And I also love um, "Make the Man Love Me" from uh, Tree Girls in Brooklyn. Oh. Those are just oh. my two. I love it. Fa- like I put them on, and I love that score as well. Uh, so that would be yours. What's your favorite show, John? I oh, this is hard. You're welcome. This is hard. I know. No, you um, you know, so larger than life. Uh-huh. Actually, yeah, I really like. I think it's such a. I think it does everything that a musical At theater. At the RKO. Sing it for me. Are you gonna sing it? <laughs> no. Why not? Oh, fine, fine. No. Sing it for me. I got so excited for a second. Don't make me sing. Uh, do Don't it. make me <laughs> dance. Um, no, I, I think it does everything a musical theater song should do. It, mm-hmm. it gives you sympathy for the character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's like what what is it? Lemon Angle, who said like there's six concepts, yeah. or six principles that all good musicals have, like an overall musical, right? It's Feeling, subplot, romance, comedy, specificity in music, specificity in lyrics. Particularization, yeah. as you call it. Particularization, yeah. right? And everything that I have. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that you is have right. and, and a bag of chips. Always. <laughs> um, <laughs> bag of chips is a drag queen. Bag of chips. Um, but he's talking about like an overall uh-huh. show. But I think yeah. what Larger Than Life does is it like it hits those six points Mm -hmm. because you feel automatically for this guy. He has a romance with a different life. The comedy is in there. So that one, every time I hear it... Exposition, you hear about his life, who is he, his family, what his life, you know. Aaron and Flaherty do exposition 
really better. Probably better. I than think anybody. than anybody. Yeah. Period. They also mm. write better opening numbers. Opening than almost. Oh my anyone. god. Them and Candor and Ebb. Yeah. 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 But they're they're open. Candor and Ebb. The opening number. What I like is it's like this is the tone. Mm-hmm. Like you know that tone right from the beginning. This is the sound what that the Aaron's show and will Flaherty have. do is not only like not only is this the tone. Here's. The Here's who, the, people. the what, the where, yeah. the why, and the when. Right. This is what you're going to get. This today. is all you need yeah. to know. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's go. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, the opening number of Ragtime. Oh. Every time oh. I see it, every time I see it, I burst into tears. Always at the same point mm-hmm. when the three groups look at each other for yeah. the first. To be time. fair, you burst into tears a lot. That's true, but mostly because I realize Burger King is closed. <laughs> And I'm like, why can't you, you stay open? You do love a Burger King. Why can't you four. behave? Why can't you be gay? <laughs> Not like Robert Goulet. So, why oh yeah. can't you McDonald's? I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and if Mr. Colt Porter doesn't like the way I'm rewriting, he can just come on up from the grave and get me. <laughs> oh, God, here he is. <laughs> Cole Porter's gonna sue me. Yeah. Oh, he's well, he's dead. <laughs> Cole Porter gonna sue me? He's dead. Head wiggle, head wiggle, head wiggle. <laughs> I have sciatica, otherwise I would do it. <laughs> well, this has been an illuminating <gasps> hour and a half Thank of you. just. I love you guys so much. I'm so happy that this podcast happened because, like, I knew Kevin, but like you fell into my life because. Yeah. Of, you know, my earbuds. Yes. No. So, uh, we, and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate all the support mm-hmm. and love you've given us. One of the nicest. Uh, I, this just, I think, is an example of Robbie's, like, kindness. Anal. It's anal. <laughs> um, nope, not yet. <laughs> One time I did anal to audition for the Mooney Shapiro songbook. <laughs> but Tim Jerome swallowed and he got the lead. Uh, <laughs> wow. Good to see you, Timmy. I love going to these actors' fun benefits. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see so many old friends. Oh, shit, there's Carol. <laughs> Quick, put me under the table. <laughs> what do you mean Dorothy Fields is already under there? <laughs> Move over, Dottie. <laughs> Goulet's coming in. <laughs> Look for the silver lining. <laughs> she found it. Watch out for the vodka. <laughs> um... No, um, we had a beautiful cover art for the first couple of seasons by a guy named Jesse Ruckert. And Robbie was like, hey, I think you might want something that's a little like cleaner for, 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 for key art, for thumbnails and stuff. And then designed a logo without us asking and just gave it to it. Not, not with any sense of like, oh, you have to pay me for this or you got to no, do never. this, you got to do Just as a gift. Just as a gift. Mm. And I think that generosity is something that... One, Robbie does it so well, but I think it's something that we've enjoyed doing the show because we'll have so many listeners. Well, packages will show oh up. Oh my gosh, I get so many. Uh, yes, the, I I would. I don't want to even name names because it's more than one person, and it's just so kind of the things. Sure. We get. My my baby. I mean, like my goodness, I got like like half he a got, dozen presents from listeners. Guess. You know, Amazing. for for Crawford, which and we're is the kindest. So kind. We, we are so. We had. I didn't even tell you this. There's a there's a group of listeners who listened up in Seattle, mm-hmm. and they were like, if you guys are coming up for Mrs. Doubtfire, let us know. You can oh. stay with us, and we'll oh give you gosh. a tour of Seattle. That's in Washington, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? What is that from? Just oh, that was, that's, <laughs> it's for Mama Rose. No, it's the really really kind yeah yeah well, so really, we really respect yeah so we appreciate we appreciate you and we appreciate your love and kindness and i'm thrilled that you appreciate me this is a love fest for you guys thank you. so thank uh you, on behalf of all of our listeners thank you for 
really 400 spectacular episodes. I know this is the mm-hmm. 200th, but it's 400 because you yeah, pump out really two a week. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, your work is not unnoticed. And we are so grateful and we're excited for 100 more. So this has been Behind the well, Curtains, Broadway fun. Living Legends. Rob Schneider, Kevin David Thomas. Say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye, Bye, listeners. Thank guys. you for everything. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks and for sticking with us for 400 slash 200. We'll mm-hmm. see you in another 100 slash 200. And Can't another wait. 100 podcasts just got onto the platform. And no. uh-huh. You've been working on there that it lyric. It's dead. Oh, <laughs> wow. Dark. Someone call Liz Galloway. <laughs> you there in the back row. <laughs> Well, see, I just have to say goodbye, Georgia. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Today's episode was recorded at Shetler Studios on 244 West 54th Street. Visit Shetler Studios to book your room today, and you could be as cool as us. That's S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com. And a big thanks to our sound editor, Daniel Schwartzberg, and social media manager, Bethany Ann Selecki. And friends, don't forget, we want more folks to hear these incredible stories, and that's where you guys can come in and help us out. Yes, in order for people to find out about us, we need lots of ratings on iTunes. The more ratings, the more they'll come up in searches. So head on over to iTunes, search for Behind the Curtain, in Broadway's Living Legends, click on our logo, click on ratings and reviews, then write a review and leave us five stars and make us feel as special as Eliza Doolittle on Eliza Doolittle Day. Or you can leave us one star and make us feel as bad as Annie did in that weird production in Boston where Annie dreamed about being adopted and then ended the show back in the orphanage. True story, Rob was there. I saw it. So head on over to iTunes and make us feel even more special than we already do. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. 
Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 